Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United United Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus the Ed and Charlie show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Hi everyone. Um, I thought that Charlie and I would be meeting in person today because we did our first remote episode um, the other day, the Drag Race recap. Mm -hmm. Uh, But obviously, if you have been paying attention to the news, you'll know that things have escalated even further now. Ah. So um, I don't know if we'll ever do it in person again. No, the apocalypse is upon us. It's here, it's happening, it's real. And we're Um, podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, we've got our priorities right. Um, So how uh, Moon's here as well uh, via... Satellite? I don't know what this is. What is this? We're not Eurovision. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Little Poir Moon. Um, we're on, is it called Google Hangouts? Yes, we're on Google Hangouts. So we apologise for not the perfect quality audio, but we're, yes. uh, we're working on it. We'll give you quality comedy. Yes. What you hear will be funny. What you don't hear, you can presume was funny. <laughs> um, so how are you guys both doing? Charlie, how are you doing? I am catastrophizing. Oh, still got your words though. <laughs> um, I'm probably catastrophizing because I thought it was going to be like two weeks. But now they're telling me the peak is in end of June, start of July. That's not two weeks. That's a lot of weeks. And do you feel like Fifth Harmony? Because you're going to work from home. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Fifth Harmony. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and how about you, Moon? Are you holding up okay? Yeah, thanks. I'm, uh, I'm fine. I work from home a lot anyway, so it's it's not too bad, but missing Me you too. guys. <laughs> uh, well, at least we have Google Hangouts. Um, Absolutely. We've three times now. You could pay us. <laughs> we, true. Um, we, although we're not being a good advertisement because the audio is not very good. But um, <laughs> one person who's having even more self-isolation than us right now is our first celebrity letter, which is Idris Elba. Um, he's actually okay. sent in a voice note, if you guys want to hear it, and he's asked us for some advice. Gorgeous. <laughs> here it is. Hi. Idris Elba here. Now, as you might have heard, I'm self-isolating, ain't I? Because I've tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, I'm not worried about that. I'll beat this. I'm big, I'm hard, and if the world wasn't so racist, I'd probably be James Bond right now. However, what I do need your advice on, boys, is what to do with myself now I'm stuck at home. I'm used to being busy, making amazing movies. Oh, and cats, which is still, to me, the most damaging thing I've experienced this year. Corona is only number two. But yeah, I'm I'm bored, man. What do I do? Do you guys have any advice for how to keep myself occupied? Please. Lots of love, Idris. Oh, bless him. Bless Idris, all cooped up. Isn't his voice sexy? It sounds like a bit of my muff cane sometimes. 
<laughs> That'll be the coronavirus. That's probably ancient. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. God. Is that the right quote for him? That was a very masculine reference for me. Charlie, what are your tips for working from home now that that's the situation you find yourself in? <laughs> no, but this is actually a tip I got from uh, Mr. Tom Ford. Not personally, but... Uh, but <laughs> oh, my God, he's such a babe. Technical <laughs> stop it. Um, <laughs> he said, he talks about how, um, I mean, this is more for, like, depression, but it's related, because I feel like we're all going to get depressed. Potato, potato. Depression, quarantining because of pandemic, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about, um, basically, whenever he's depressed, he goes and puts on his nicest suit and gets dressed up. And then when he goes to work, he feels like he, he gives you, like, self-worth because you put on nice clothes so my tip is it's so easy to kind of veg out and slop out when you're at home but yeah. i guess getting properly dressed up not in like a ball gown unless that's your thing go for it babes but like don't <laughs> coming from the outfit right now you know i'm in a full <laughs> gown full geesh <laughs> but more like don't just put on pajamas and work from home because then you'll never feel you'll just feel like you're slopping out always properly shower and properly shower that's great advice there wash Number one, <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, just put on nice clothes, and then it makes you feel like you're starting the day properly, and it gives you like good mindset. That's my tip to working at home: get dressed up properly every day, as if you were going to work. I and feel then... very attacked right now. I feel like you're coming for me. I kind of feel like you came for me. <laughs> the thing I love about working from home is wearing pajamas. No, I know it's not for everyone. <laughs> or maybe yeah. also go for I mean if we're allowed to I don't know we're allowed to go for like walks and stuff by ourselves if we're on our own right definitely I think you're even allowed to walk with someone else if you keep it a safe distance oh shit I want to use that as an excuse not to talk to her <laughs> <laughs> no you can walk on your own I think outside you're a lot safer because it's like the air that's my profession but opinion um, <clears throat> also as well as what you just said that reminded me Another tip that people say a lot that I don't follow myself is making your bed in the morning starts your day off to a good footing. I never make my bed. I never make my bed. I never make my bed. Sometimes I do it as a very special treat for my boyfriend and then I sit next to it when he walks in and act as if like he's going to throw me a parade and he's like, oh, well done, you did it once a year. But to me, it's just a very a huge waste of time, but some people say it makes them feel good. Uh, mm -hmm. I've written a whole list of things to do, though. So I can fire through this because I am an expert at working from home. So first things first, we've got your Netflix. We've got your Shit's Creek, which if you haven't watched, watch from the beginning. It's feel good. We've got your BoJack Horseman. If you haven't watched that, six seasons. Emotional, deep, funny, clever. You will love it. The first few seasons of Archer, if you're into other animated comedies, very funny. That loses its way. So maybe just the first five seasons of that one. There's a show called Atypical about um, an autistic uh, protagonist. Very good, very funny, very well acted, well written. Two great gay films on Netflix. Papi Chula, one of the greatest gay films I've ever seen. And Handsome Devil, another great gay film that has the hot Irish priest from Fleabag. Andrew Scott. Yes. And um, a classic that's been added to Netflix this week, Steel Magnolias. You've got Dolly Parton, you've got Julia Roberts. You've got, um, who else is in it? Daryl Hannah. Most of these people before they were even famous. Great film. Tearjerker. 
You've got special, a really good uh, show to binge because it's only 15-minute episodes about a gay man with cerebral palsy. And if you haven't watched the yet, where have you been? The Assassination of Gianni Versace. All great shows. All will keep your attention during this period. Have you got any other Netflix recommendations to add on there? I just finished Unbelievable. You seen that? I tried. I didn't. Couldn't get into it. It's it was rough. Violent. It's rough. It's tough. It's robust. <laughs> it's like a night with me in bed. I understand what you're saying. Ah, <laughs> it is. It, no, it's like obviously it's tough. It's about rape and it's about not believing women who have been raped. Um, oh, I shouldn't have made that comparison then. I take that back. <laughs> but Tony Collette is everything. Mary Weaver is everything. It's tough, but it's rewarding. And it's just, it is really shocking. But that first episode is grim. It's rough. But on in terms of films, obviously, Call Me By Your Name, everything, love, cry. Ugh. I thought that was overrated personally, but oh it's my God. You've never been more wrong, but that's fine. I, I didn't fancy either of the men. I think that's a key ingredient to liking the film. <laughs> not a lot happens, spoiler alert, or lack of spoiler alert, but nothing really happens aside from a wank in a peach. So really... Oh, heartbreaking. Everything happens. Why is it heartbreaking? Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Also, Ladybird is on Netflix now. Also, I found that very overrated. Oh. You know what I call that film? Obnoxiously uneventful. Oh. That's the quote I, you can attribute to Ed Dyson on the poster. I adore that film. I saw it at a rooftop like two years ago in Dalston. If was- I'd seen it on a rooftop, I would have thrown myself off. That was some <laughs> dreary shit. Okay. Oh, holy! How are you throwing yourself off? <laughs> oh God, that turned dark. Um, my other recommendations uh, in terms of exercise, I know a lot of people are not going to the gym or to their gym classes. Um, so for exercise, what I recommend you do is put in headphones and listen to Britney Spears' greatest hits or the albums of One Lady Gaga, and then just pretend that you are them in concert and perform full set lists. You'll find after half an hour that you are drenched in sweat, especially if you have coronavirus, and you'll feel like you've had a full workout and you'll feel happy and filled with endorphins because exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. Did you get get the reference? No. I did. (laughs) What is it, Moon? Isn't it like the... um, 88 people have had divorces over the coronavirus so far because they're stuck together in a room. I was, it was a reference to Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> but very, very close. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got that statistic in there. Um, my, my other tip... Um, sorry, I just got an email. We can edit that out. Oh, um, try and make your masturbation routine longer. You can indulge yourself. Don't just like bash one out like you used to. Really make it last. We're talking about edging. We're talking about long porn videos that gone for a long time. We're talking about watching one porn video, then another, and uh, delaying your climax. You can really go to town on this now. You know, take your time and enjoy yourself because you don't know when you're going to have this time again. <laughs> and- <laughs> And on a less gross note, and this is important, do check on your neighbours. One thing that I really hope happens in this uh, one positive that comes from everything that's going on is that uh, it brings some communities closer together because it's something really sad that I've noticed 
over the decades is that a sense of community has been lost in our generation because of our over-reliance on technology. But when I was younger, people used to know their neighbours, people used to speak to their neighbours, check on them. And especially in London, that's non-existing. So tomorrow I'm going to be printing out those little things that have your name and number on and go and hand them out on the street. And I suggest everyone does the same. Oh, yeah, I, was nice. I was waiting for a round of applause then, but okay. I agree. <laughs> and then my last tip is do the things that um, are always at the bottom of the to-do list that you never get round to. Learn a language, write a song, try meth. This is the time. If you don't <laughs> do these things now, you'll probably never, ever do them. But are the drug dealers going to be still dealing? Is that a, that's a crucial question we need to... Oh. That is such a good point. Um, okay, maybe not meth, but most things you can get online these days. Um, Do you think Amazon is still... Have you heard about their... Um, Amazon are telling all their staff to like work overtime in the warehouses because demand's so high? No, I didn't know that. Oh, but it didn't no. surprise me because they are all about the money. I know. And I'm... speaking of people who are all about the money, we have our next celebrity letter, which is from... <gasps> Boris Johnson. He's also sent a voice note, and here it is. Uh, um, hello, um, Ed and, um, uh, Charlie, the, um, tank top wearing, um, bum boys. Yes, yes. Um, I'm, uh, wanting to, um, write in or speak in, <laughs> um, this week because I wanted to, um, just check in really, um, about how I've been doing as Prime Minister. I know uh, a lot of people um, listen to your show and um, I want to assure everybody um, with my voice note here that I am doing, um, well, not everything I, I could be doing. Um, it's, uh, I think it's important for me to still keep a work social life balance. Um, so I'm making sure to get um, plenty of, of rest, yes, and, and downtime and, and, you know, um, spending time with my family while I can. Um, but, I, I, yes, I, I, I've been working. I've been working as well. And I, um, I, um, I just want to check, have I, have I been doing a good job? Uh, a lot of people are talking about me. Uh, sometimes think it's unfair. Why am I always getting criticised? <laughs> I, I don't really understand. Um, but, yeah, it's like, should I have closed the schools? Um, should I not be closing businesses as a mandatory measure so that they can gain back on insurance rather than crippling the economy? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert. And to be honest, when I do speak to the experts, often um, I do zone out a little. I'm, I'm just being honest with you because I um, respect you despite the whole um, gay thing. Um, but yes, so um, your advice uh, would mean a lot to me. I think you two probably have a better idea of what's going on than me. I haven't really been following the news. Um, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on. But uh, any feedback you could give, I would greatly appreciate. Thank you very much, Boris. Wow, there we have it. You know, we had time to do a voice note for us. Well, he sounds like he's got a lot of time. Um, <laughs> what have you made of the response so far, Charlie? Oh, I just 
it's just been a bit mad because like I know people are like criticizing him for like oh we haven't gone hard enough but it's like do we want to go that hard oh I want to go hard do you want to go hard do you think we need a down where it's like so is it if I'm right in thinking France and Italy you get like permission slips to be outside yeah like one daily trip to the food shop and that's it the whole response isn't instilling a lot of confidence in me because it feels like they're saying something, giving out mixed messages, and then a few days later kind of backtracking. It feels like we're playing catch-up, and it feels like the rest of the world is, seems quite united in their approach, and we're the odd ones out. And I don't have enough trust in Boris Johnson and this government that I think that we're the ones who are getting everything right. So I feel like history is not going to be very kind to how he's overseen this whole thing, and... Um, no, I don't. I don't trust what he's doing. I don't trust this strategy is about saving as many lives as possible, rather than trying to save as much money as possible. It's hard for me not to think that he's prioritizing the economy. That's my two cents. Oh, um, um, I, <laughs> I think we need hotspots as well. No, I feel like that would help us know if there was like an outbreak in a certain area that everyone who's been in that area would get tested. Or you'd more to avoid that area. I know that wouldn't solve it completely, but I feel like it would help if someone, if there was like an outbreak. Like if, if I knew there was an outbreak where I lived, I could go get tested immediately. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I want to know, but I feel like they're not telling. I know they're just saying London's a priority because there's so many people, but then it, it feels still feels too vague. I understand why they might be might be withholding some information because they don't want people to completely panic and for it to get out of control. But I think to, up to this point, the problem has been an underreaction, not an overreaction. So I think in some ways, I think it's happening this week, but people need to be a little bit scared because people need to take this seriously. And up till now, people haven't been. And I think not closing schools, I think, is the right idea at the moment just because they say like all the kids will have to be looked after by either parents or grandparents and people can't work and they're stopping people from working. Um, so yeah, I understand. Like, and kids aren't vulnerable. So I think in China, 0.02% of kids under nine died from the virus. Mm. So it has a really, really low fatality. I know they're carriers. Yeah. I feel like kids aren't, luckily, thank God, they're not vulnerable, it seems, but it, so I kind I do understand not closing schools at the moment. But then I have friends who are pregnant who are at home being told to self-isolate, and then um, they're doing that, but then their other children who are at school are going there, mixing with everyone, and very likely to bring it home. So, I mean, I guess it's a case-by-case basis, and I think people have to trust their instincts, but um, – it's kind of like a no-win situation. Obviously, there's no easy answers, but I do feel like we're getting a lot of mixed messages, and I don't feel like the government is very confident in what they're doing, personally. But um, it's got very political on this podcast for once, like news night. Mm. Should we go to something less serious, which is Humpting <laughs> Wong, Humpting Wong, Charlie? Can you guess the song with the knickknack paddywhack? No, I'll leave that bit. <laughs> Get a little burp in. That's great. <laughs> I didn't burp that time. You, swallow, yeah. you swallowed for once. <laughs> I'm known for that. Okay, I'm going to go now. And it is related to the theme of this week's episode, if that helps at all. Mm. Sheer panic. <laughs> <laughs> 
so good i'm real close i might need a clue i'm so close okay she's a singer who also did porn porn her name is a color oh what's her face blue cantrell yes wait what song breathe 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 yeah. What's that supposed to be about, baby? Breathe, acting shaded, breathe. Mm-hmm. Did, it, did, it, did it with Sean Paul, Shani Paul. What a banger. She's that hit him up style. You gotta hit him up. Oh, I love that song. So go, and you follow and everything knows. <laughs> she did oh. one hit wonder with more than one hit. So Ooh, not one hit wonder. back, Blue Cantrell. Where you at, babes? I think she's back to doing porn. I don't know that for sure, allegedly. Yeah, I wonder how she's coping in the virus. <laughs> um, yeah. So instead of, um, usually this is where we go to pleb letters, but Charlie, um, you remembered that you had an old embarrassing moment um, that we thought people might like to hear about to cheer them up. Would you like to share it with the group? I will share it with the group. Yay! <laughs> I will. I feel <laughs> like I'm at a FDA or something, Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> remembered the mortified experience of being caught having sex at work. <gasps> Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. So I met a bloke. That's right, a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> First plot twist. I met a bloke for coffee. At so- coffee day. A day, it was off uh, Hinge, met like for coffee. Uh, it was very lovely. He actually came in a vest. Oh it, my god, I thought you were going in a completely different direction then. Ah, <laughs> I'm teasing you, I'm teasing you. He <laughs> okay, so wore a vest. That's not wearing. <laughs> I know, right? A gay in a vest, what's going on in the world? <laughs> um, we went for coffee, right? And like, got along. Basically, he came from straight to the gym, didn't have any clothes. He like sat in with in, like a house with a vest. Had a lovely coffee. It was lovely. And then he was like, Oh, have you ever seen the cinema here? And I was like, No, I haven't. So we went downstairs to the cinema and he showed me it. And obviously, had a little cheeky snog in the cinema. Mm. Well, you want a break from work? Yeah, this was on my lunch break. <laughs> Player. <laughs> and then, so it was nice. Said, see you later. All good. Texting a bit, texting a bit. And then I went back to the office, and it was just me and the finance bloke, me, finance bloke, and a guy, uh, <laughs> another guy who works there called John. <laughs> Sexy name. 
like, you know, sexy John. Uh, and then uh, John comes in and is like, oh, I'm off now. Uh, this was like, but this was about half two. John was like, I'm off now. I'll see you a bit later. And I was like, okay, see you later, John. And the head of finance came was like, I'm off now home to see you later. Are you right to lock up? Because I was the last one in the office. Ah. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll lock up. No worries. And I'm in the boardroom on the ground floor, where as soon as you come in. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone now. There's no one in the office. So I texted the guy out for coffee and was like, hey, have you left town? And he said, no. And I said, well, do you want to come over to the office? <laughs> so John comes over and, uh, you know, we start, we start getting down to it. On the desk. On the, the big boardroom desk. You do that thing where you, like, swipe off all the stationery. <laughs> because we thought we were alone. Well, we were alone. We got, like, completely naked. So it wasn't just like, we got oh. completely naked. No. <laughs> and then we... Um, <laughs> things started to happen... And um, I'm on my back, <laughs> and uh, said gentleman looks up and shouts, "Oh my god, there's someone there!" <gasps> oh my god! At this point, I absolutely like freeze. <laughs> he jumps up, mm-hmm. runs behind the curtain room, and hides behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Those curtains, I'm always moving. I look behind me, and all I see is a um, back of a like a bike going out of the building. So someone's come in with their bike, seen us, walk straight back out of the building, and you don't know who it was. So then I'm like scrambled. Obviously, you obviously in that street, you cannot find any clothes. You're like running around, and like, where did I put all my clothes? (laughs) I put on my jeans and a coat. (laughs) Not against coat. But in my head, I saw a bike. So I was like, maybe it was a courier. Maybe they just come to drop something off and they've gone. So in my head, yeah, I was like, it's definitely a courier. It has to be a courier. It's fine. But then I was like, well, how do they get in the building? They would have to know the code to get in. I was like, oh, it's a bit weird. I was like, definitely a courier. And then I look out the front of the door and there's like two parcels by the front door. I'm like, okay, it was a courier. They obviously came to drop something off, store us, and like legged it. Yeah. And then I look around the corner and I see John standing there with his bike. Oh, John. John had failed to tell me that he was actually going to come back later that day. John's straight. John is straight. Ah. And so I opened the front door. This glass door, so you can see me. So I opened the front door and John just goes, are you done? Ah. <laughs> ah. The shame oh. and mortification and embarrassment, I cannot tell you. Did he find it funny? I think he was, I think, a little bit funny. I think because it wasn't just like, <laughs> it would have been funnier if he just caught us like making out or something. But the fact that we were both fully naked, he saw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't have got worse. Realize, and uh, 
you know, well, in that moment, I was like, do I just act like nothing happened? And I decided just to own up to it and just to try and play it off for lols. But like, <laughs> I had to like be like, oh my God, sorry, I thought I was alone. And he was like, yeah, thank God it was me and not someone senior. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just had to like, he had stuff to do. So I had to like engage him in conversation for like a good five minutes. <laughs> Well, Is the man still behind the curtain at this point? He's got <laughs> dressed in the boardroom and I'm like chatting to John and like trying to just like, and then I'm like, don't know what to say. So I'm doing weird stuff. Like I'm opening the fridge being like, oh, I wonder if uh, the office manager chucked my food out. Oh, I don't know. Like just, you don't, <laughs> yeah. don't know what to say. You're just trying to make random conversation. And he's like, basically came to put his bike back or something. And then he was like putting parcels. Oh my God, it was horrific. And then I had to be like, yeah, but basically in my head, I was like, I'm just going to have to own up to it. And then he kind of, he looked through the boardroom. He's like, oh, your bloke's being sheepish now. And I was like, God, yeah, he is, obviously. <laughs> and then I don't know how you feel about this. I was like, as soon as he left, I text all my mates at work that it happened. Because I was like, I need to get it. I need to get the word out before he does. <laughs> So I immediately text, we have a WhatsApp group, and I immediately text the whole WhatsApp group, being like, John caught me having sex in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> and guessing John's not in the WhatsApp group. John is not. But I just thought, I, I need to hear it, maybe to hear it from me first, because then it acts like I wasn't embarrassed, and be like, yeah, yeah, say so what, John caught me, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's like if you fall over, you laugh first before anyone else. Exactly. That's mm. what I try to do to mitigate the absolute sheer horror of what just happened. I but he, he didn't grass you up to anyone senior, though. That's good. No. Yeah, that's good. Oh, we like John. Bless you, John. Bless you, John. I'm sorry, John, if you haven't slept for the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find that homophobic if he is that revolted. <laughs> revolted? Is that a word? Repulsed. Repulsed. <laughs> oh my days. It's so uh but I suppose I've got that story now from a little I said a piggy bank. I don't mean that. That's what I mean my wank bank. Wank, my wank bank. <laughs> so, well ooh. thank you for sharing that, Charlie. That's a very good endorsement for working from home because had you been working from home, that would never have happened. <laughs> um, so I just want to give um a quick shout out to to um two platforms that have been promoting us this week, which we're very grateful for, which is God Save the Tea and Drag Chaser. Thank you guys for your support. And I just generally want to say, um, I really hope this podcast gives all of you a little bit of light relief with everything that's going on at the moment. I know that we are making jokes about it all, but we are very aware of how serious it is. And if anyone needs anyone to talk to, we are here. Um, I'll give you Moon's number. Kidding. No, contact me. I, I run the Instagram page. I'm always available and I'll give support to anyone who needs it within reason so thank you for listening and should we all try and say bye at the same time freeway can i give a, one, have a quick shout out there's gay fitness uk yeah. on instagram who's been promoting us as well yes gay stores. fitness uk my friend nick baker but um <laughs> yeah you know and follow them it's a good uh, account and uh we'll see you on monday for the next drag race recap which will be episode four it will be oh. Cool, I can't wait for that. That'll give us some light relief as well. So we'll see you all then, and thank you for listening. Thank Bye. You Bye. Bye. Mwah.
The letters featured on The Ed and Charlie Show are not real. Any listeners who thought otherwise should see a GP immediately. The Ed and Charlie Show is affiliated with no one and is likely to die alone and should be kept away from children, those easily offended, and the celebrities featured. Any celebrities wanting to send legal letters, please do not. We do not have the budget.